I'm in my I'm putting in my mic because I'm unprofessional. You said how is my week going? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, been decent to be honest. Well, I'm lying. That is a straight lie. You and I both have been worked to the T it's at our jobs. Pretty pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. Yeah. Oh my god. Today sucked, I'm not gonna lie. But besides that, we vibe. Like We're living. We're living. We're surviving. Eddie? How's your week going? Or oh yeah, yeah. Did we introduce that? No, we have not. And also, we've been recording now. Lovely. Yeah. Right into it. Yeah, I kind of just start recording and like, you know, see what happens. We make we make intros and posts. Should probably actually talk about my day or no week. No, it's just it's fine. It's fine. Welcome to the unpaid nobody's ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Who's Eddie? Eddie. So we have a guest this week, is Mr. Mr. Eddie Torres, good homie of ours, good friends. Eddie, introduce yourself. Hi. <laughs> wow. I, like I feel like I'm doing a class discussion right now. You don't got to do a class discussion. Just, oh, talk, no. just do yourself a favor and talk to your friends. Yeah, that was the worst way to think about it. Yeah. Do we want to do I... a hard reset? No, no, we're fine. Okay, I think cool. We're fine. Cool, I think so too. Are you not embarrassed? I'm I'm, but, uh, I'm Brandon Scavone. I've never been embarrassed. But I am the third person that is really into music, along yeah. with these guys. But I'm not so I'm not so deep into that like you guys. I like hip hop. That's not my favorite genre though. Yeah, not like you guys. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say that. Speaking for myself, I was going to talk for Purvis, but he's here, and I'm not going to talk over him, especially not during Black History Month. But uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck! What was I about to say? Uh, I know I have like a lot of other genres I listen to. I have a long history, like with rock music, punk music, metal music. Uh, hip hop probably is my favorite, though. If not hip hop, R and B. R and B. I think we could all match on R and B. I was gonna say that that's gotta be your favorite. There's no doubt. Yeah. Like I, I've loved. You can ask my mom. Like you know, I've loved R and B since I was a little little kid. I don't think my family can know that I like R&B like that. I don't think they'd see me. I feel that. like they know. Yeah. I feel like they don't. I always listen to... I'm always on he- headphones. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't let my parents listen, know what I'm listening to <laughs> since, no, like, 2006. Even if, like, I drive... Like, there are times where I drive into the airport and I'm the one playing the music. I'm not about to play some weekend or like fucking yeah. Five. I, I put I'll, on I'll play some, I put on the I'll Guardians play, of the Galaxy soundtrack when the my parents are my car. Like I'll play some piano elevator music. Yeah, that what your parents like? Yeah, they're like, "Wow, you listen to this?" I'm like, "Every day." Yeah, it, right in between my prayers. Yeah, right. Uh, all right. Do we want to get to the news? Yeah, let's jump right in. All right, let's get right into the news. So. Had a lot of stuff dropped this week. This was a real, real busy week. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we'll start off with the albums. Yeah, we'll start off with the albums. So, first things Do first. Honest, you like. Yeah, no, I'm starting first uh, with Big Crit's new, uh, new album, Digital Roses Never Die. Uh, did you listen to it? I did. I did listen to it. I listened to it completely through once. And I'm dying to do it again. I, you know, the thing about Big Crit is he's legitimately like one of my favorite artists today. Like I, as I've said on, before on the show, I put him right up there with J. Cole and Kendrick. Like I, I really think he's at that level. 
But the thing about him is that he's just nowhere near as consistent. You know, like his his first album was kind of a bust, but that Forever is a Mighty Long Time album, like dead ass, I put that right up there with To Pimp a Butterfly. Like, I think that shit's incredible. And I definitely think this is closer to that than it is to any of his other projects. And yeah, yeah, I, I, it definitely goes in more of a soul angle, definitely less hip hoppy, less of that southern trunk knocky kind of music that he I love so much. Definitely more soulful, but really, really works. And my big takeaway is that it's very conceptual and also not that long, which is not something you see a lot. Like usually, if something has like a concept or a narrative, you know, you're. You're my beautiful dark twisted fantasies. You're because of the internet's, you know, 90 minutes. This is not even 40, and it has like a really thought out concept to it. I'm very excited to look into it. Yeah, I, I definitely think this is going to be. I think that album might next week be our inaugural deep dive into an album episode. So I don't, I don't want to talk too much more about it, just because I think we're going to really dive into it, if not next week soon. Yeah. Uh, another album dropped this week. A rapper, I gotta be honest, I, I thought his he was a joke. Like, I am not aware of this person. Uh, Yeet? Yeah, one of the new guys. Yeah, this is the only thing on the list I haven't listened to. I will say he's from, it kind of broke down before you have the, the YouTube kind of era, the SoundCloud era, now the TikTok era. He's definitely from TikTok. With that being said, it's a lot of vibey songs, a lot of TikTok yeah. dances to it. Who doesn't love an, up, an upbeat Rat and trap album. So I am excited to at least listen. I feel like I haven't heard much about this guy, and it seems like people are liking it. Like I, I can I, guarantee I, you know who you're listening. That's certainly true. Wouldn't it be the first time. Eddie, have you heard of this person? Yeet? I have not. But you said that he's all over TikTok. Yeah, like I won't say he was. Maybe not all over, but like TikTok, that's like the where he, he came from. I have to look him up, but I haven't heard of him. I haven't even seen him in my recommended. A more more common name, much more common name, is uh, Vic Mensa. Yeah. He dropped an EP. Yeah, he dropped a four-song EP, uh, Vino Valentino. And you listened to this, right? I did listen to this. This is a fuck album, man. Like, yeah. this is like an R&B, like, lustful, like, it's a Valentine album, hence the last name Valentino, I guess. Like, that's something that became clear as... I definitely should have picked up on. Yeah, I should have picked up on. It's quality, though, man. It's definitely very quality. A nice little four-song injection. Huge fan of Vic Mensa. Definitely. I like just the, the title of the songs. You could definitely tell us. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That's definitely fair. I gotta be honest, I did not read the titles of the songs. I could now tell you right really now. It up. <laughs> yeah. It's alone with you without an H. Yeah. Can- cancer and Can I Call You Baby? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I should have just press play on that. This does not make sense to me. This man is wearing a wife beater staring into the camera for the album cover photo. And this is an R&B? The Vic Mensa, I remember. Yeah. I'll definitely experiment on that. Okay. Man. So, moving on. I think that was all, like, the big projects. Except for the the one that's the main topic this week. (laughs) We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But, uh... Should we jump into the music video? Yes. Okay, so remember when I said I listened to everything on the video? Uh, on the list? Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't watch these. I'm sorry. I watched about half of 
there was one made by Kanye on Way the Machine featuring West Side Gunner, West Side Gun, and Benny the Butcher. Benny the Butcher. Griselda, man, they are really, really popping off. No, yeah, I told you, I've recently been kind of diving into this kind of subgenre that I found. It's yeah. like some really grimy rap. It's it's hard to explain, but it reminds me of kind of like live jazz, but really dark spoken, like low voice type of stuff. Yeah. Um, the chorus bangs. I'll just say that. that that's the first thing I noticed. Um, but of course, these type of music to really understand it, you got to like sit down with the lyrics in front of you for you to be like, oh, that was hard. Yeah, I've I I've heard plenty from these three guys, and they're all like real exciting. Real exciting voices. I'm excited to give them the proper deep dive, which, you know, might as well be my catchphrase at this point. Uh, but the one I'm most familiar with is Benny the Butcher. I think I just listened to what's like, like his two albums. He had like a dual album. But it, it's, it's definitely a mission. I'm not even going to lie. If you are going to dive into any of these artists, like, it, it's a commitment. Yeah. Sit down and prepare yourself. Yeah, because it's like three artists all like working in tandem under this label or like this group or this imprint or whatever. It's it, yeah. It, it's like looking at like the the Lord of the Rings books on your bookshelf. It's like God damn, that's a lot of words. Do I really want to do this? It's worth it. Look at me. Yes, it is. That was the the video of the week then. All right, a lot of new singles, and I listened to all of them. Most of them a few times. It's surprising we get to all the singles as well. Yeah, um, I think the biggest one is the Kid Cudi single. Want it back. Yeah, yeah. So, what did you think? I'm, I'm eager. Eddie, have you heard this song? I did hear this song. Okay, I'm eager to hear your your choose a take on this. I I like Kid Cudi, and Purvis knows this. Like, I'm very, I I really like Kanye, and anytime like I don't even know why I'm like this, but like when Kanye and Drake were beefing. I didn't listen to Drake. I didn't like Drake, like the the certified lover <laughs> boy. I didn't like that just because they were beefing, and I sided with Kanye. Wow. Right now, Kanye and Kid Cudi, they're beefing right now, so I can't really like this song. But like, if it comes up, I'm not gonna skip it. But I'm not gonna go out and look for this song. Wow, I, I didn't realize you were so petty. I didn't know I would realize I was like that either. Because like when when Donda came out and CLB came out, like I just listened to Donda just because it was much much better. That's what I said, but we would not. Nah, but like I didn't like I didn't do it because of the Drake thing. Like, we won't dig. We won't dig into this because I feel like this could be a whole episode. Yeah, right. no, we're not gonna dig into this. Yeah, but <laughs> my you thing is, this for quite some time. We're right gonna now, hint I'm at like this. The, we're gonna hint I'm at on... this argument like it's the fucking <laughs> Infinity Stones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna let this argument go. I fuck. I fuck with this song, but. I just can't like it. Just because of that. Okay. Right. I think you're a bigger kind of fan than me. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm impressed. I just found out something new. See, like, I, I would not want to be that guy because I just want to like everything. Like, I don't care what celebrities do. Like, it's fine. I'll just listen to this, man. It's fine. It's on my phone. I really don't care about much celebrities. Kanye is something well, different, though. Yeah. Yeah, he, was, like, he certainly thinks he is. Yeah, I have a, yes, I have does. a, I have a bigger input of that, but I'll dig into that later. Yeah, we can talk about that later. Yes, <laughs> sometime. Um, I mean, personally, you can never go wrong with Kid Cudi's album. It soothes his soul. I thought it was a decent song. 
I like Kid Cutting's part. It's a bit too. It's technical. It 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 sounds too technical. Like it sounds like you're at a club, and that doesn't really vibe with the original Kid Cudi that I like. So yeah, it's good, but it's not what I asked for. Okay, I feel that because like when I first heard it, I was like, I don't really like this. Like right. at, at first, like I I really didn't, but then like that earworm of a hook just kept showing up in my brain. I, I find myself listening to it more and more and more. It, it's good. It's not amazing. Kid Cudi is probably like one of my favorite artists of all time. He has released a lot of bad music. I feel like every time I listen to a song or an album or a project by him, I'm, in the back of my head, I'm like, this could be bad. Like, this yeah. guy makes Speeding yeah. Bullet to Heaven. This could be bad. Doesn't mean it I don't... It changes your perspective. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't absolutely adore him as an artist. Like, it, he's probably, you know, my top three of, of all time. But yeah, the song, I thought it was good. It, it has definitely grown on me since the first time I heard it, but it's not blow your socks off. There's much, much better kid cutting out there that you can enjoy. So much. So much. And, and even, even, even newer songs. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's not like he yeah. hasn't made new, good new music recently. He absolutely has. I feel like lately, for me, I like Kid Cudi more as a feature. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I like, features he has. He has some incredible features, man. Like, his hooks on Gorgeous is, like, a, a incredible. Uh, he's an amazing feature on any Travis Scott song. Oh, yeah, the Scots never yeah. came out. Yeah, the Scots never came the out. The Scots never came out. That one song did, okay. but... Okay, I mean, I feel like a lot of stuff has happened to that. Yeah. He had a delaying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a reason. I, I gotta be honest, like, I like the song they released as the Scots. Like, it was good. But I was like... I, I remember telling you this, Purvis. Like, that can't be an album. There's not enough there. You know, there's not enough... Not big, a big of a like, difference. I, I agree if you go based off that one piece of music. But I feel like they're, they're just two really well-known and capable I, talented people. They can come up with something. I remember that day. Purvis was very disappointed. <laughs> well, we bounced back. Yeah, we bounced back. So, uh, next song. Uh, Nail Tech by Jack Harlow. I thought this was really, really good. I was excited. I, yeah, what I found out after learning about this song, Kanye had an interview saying, not an interview, that, that's, let's see. Kanye was found saying that he really loves Jack Carlo's music and Jack Carlo can really rap. And oh, he, behold, he posted that. Yeah. Yeah. Long yeah behold, that was suddenly, uh, one of his infamous all caps Instagram <laughs> posts. And now Jack Carlo is on done too. Yeah. That was a very quick turnaround. So. Yeah, I was about to say, like, how? Because before, of this song. <laughs> before that, Jack Harlow's never met him, which makes me think, like, how quick do they make these, like, features and songs? Well, that, I don't know, Eddie. Is the song any good? Yeah. <laughs> that's a fair point. That's a really, that's a really important detail. Like, <laughs> oh, although too was many, it a good song? <laughs> although it sounded like a good song. Although too mm. many, I need to hear studio, though, because there's a lot of songs that did sound good in like the listening parties for Donda, but he changed up a lot of that before actually releasing it. Yeah, that did happen a bunch. But yeah, I thought this song, you know, Jack Harlow just really isn't my cup of tea, but I do think he's talented. Like, yeah. like he's certainly talented. Like he has a thing. Yeah, he has like a like a 
type of music he makes, and he makes it really fucking well. You know, full steam ahead, buddy. Like, I got no problems with it. Uh, this song was good, though. Like, I enjoyed it. But, like, out of all this song, out of pretty much everything on this that we listened to this week, it's probably the thing, besides maybe that Gunna track, uh, that I'll probably listen to the most, like, like, least. Well, the Gunna track that came out banking on me, that literally, I feel like that's that's a fan pleaser, if anything. Yeah. Uh, that was another TikTok song. The chorus came out, or, like, a small bit of a verse came out. People started dancing to it, posted videos about it. They asked for the song. In my personal opinion, the song Banging On Me sounds nothing like I thought it was going to. Um, not saying that it's a bad song, but based off the snippet that it got famous off of on TikTok, the actual song is a very different vibe. <laughs> so I, I didn't hear the TikTok snippet at all. And I thought the song was pretty okay. Like, it was kind of interesting. Like hearing uh, him over, like, this very much softer music. Ghana is just not my not my thing. Like, uh, of him and Little Baby, I'm a much bigger fan of Little Baby. I feel like we kind of talked about that before, how yeah. they basically were the same person at some point in everyone's eyes, I feel like, and then eventually they made their own name for themselves. They definitely did do that. But based off the origins, it kind of gives them a, yeah. an underdog type of feel. Does it? Because it kind of feels like they're massive young thug cosigns. And I feel like Little Baby did something with that and gonna, you know, didn't do nothing, but much less by comparison. <laughs> like, he has, he has good songs on his own. Like, I'm not trying to hate on the guy, you know? And that's not to say I don't hate on people, because I do all the time, and I love it very, very much. But that that's just my opinion. Like... Well, let's, let's talk about St. John. You text me about that. Oh, anyway. my God. This song's incredible. St. <laughs> so John for the this. Squadron. Oh, my God. Um, Just I feel such like a I vibe. Told you about, yeah, I told you about St. John, I want to say, two or three years ago. It was during the I pandemic. Forgive me for it never was. listening to it. Like, <laughs> come on, I, I'm pretty sure it was before the pandemic. It was. He was super low-key, and I was like, I feel like he's going to come up. This is the person I'm going to follow. And then he kind of fell off, in my opinion. But this sounds like his first stuff that I fell in love with, and it's really good. Oh, the only song I I know about him is "Roses." Yep, it's the Bobby one. But yeah. if you guys are saying this one's good, I'm gonna put this on my list. Yeah, no, I I really like this song. This song will be on repeat for a while. What kind of vibe does it give off? Very moody, very dark. <laughs> Things that apply to all three of us. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, you know, it, it feels a little bit more modern than Trilogy, in my opinion. Brent Fires vibes? I don't know, it kind of really sounds like, oh, closer, definitely closer. Okay, okay, if we're getting closer with that, yeah. can't go wrong with that. Please in that area. Yeah, def- definitely in that, that general cluster that we all call R&B. And I love all of it very, very much. One day we'll have an episode about that. It'll be seven hours long. I'll be ready for that. I have a playlist that's seven hours long. <laughs> yeah. Just for that. Just for that topic. Incredible. Happy to hear it. That's so ladies, man. Yeah. And then, <laughs> all right, last, last single of the week was Vince Staples, Magic. Oh. I thought it was pretty good. Not my favorite Vince Staples song, you know, by a mile. But love the bass line. Thought, like, the production as a whole was really, really quality. Real good song. But 
that's about it. That's pretty much all I have to say about it. Yeah, that's where I would place as well. It, it's a good song. Nothing's wrong with it. Coming off of his last album that I thought was fantastic, it's kind of a step down. Yeah. You know, this is the kind of song I can see hitting a lot harder, like, in the album. You know what I mean? Okay. Then when you put it that way, that makes more sense. Yeah, I, I could definitely see, like, it putting this between two different tracks and, like, the vibe, like, hits right. You know, and there are plenty of songs I've seen that happen to. You know, um, probably Brockhampton songs are like the best example of it. Like pretty much all the singles to Ginger, I was like, these are fine. And then I heard it in the context of the album, and I'm like, oh, this is actually incredible. Or like, oh, oh, like, oh, much better example, much better example. Backseat Freestyle. Like, do you remember when Backseat Freestyle came out and everyone thought Kendrick was dropping like his whole conscious vibe? But then you listen to it in the album and you see that it makes sense and it's like part of a story. Even though I always thought with, that album... You came up with that off the top of your head. Uh, I heard it in a, in, a, in a video, but it was just... It, you scared me, man. I was like, damn. Yeah, I heard that in a video, like an example of that, and I was like, I just remembered that. Oh, yeah. That's definitely right. I'm looking at it now. It's in between Don't Kill My Vibe and The Art of Peer Pressure. But yeah, I could definitely see something similar happening with this album, where like, if it's between the two, yeah, between two great tracks, it will be elevated. All right. First off, Purvis, I want you to break this. We have some actual news about our show. Yes. Um, this actually just came up randomly between us texting. And it's the most we obvious kind of, thing in the world. Like, yeah, it was, we're it was kind the perfect of, idea. We're kind of very stupid for not doing it like, immediately. <laughs> we, we caught up to it eventually, but we were texting about just like playlists in general. If you guys don't know, any, anyone that's listening that knows me already, um, I make a ridiculous amount of playlists and I love making playlists. So naturally, it would just make sense to add playlists to the episodes that we're making. So we decided to go ahead. We went back and added it to the descriptions of the previous episodes. Yes. And it will now be added going forward. We will make a playlist to be released with every episode in terms of the topic of the episode. Yeah. So around every episode, we have our deep dive We'll be making a playlist, whether that's, you know, a highlighter of our favorite Dreamville artist, our highlights of Chance the Rapper, or like if we're covering an album that came out, you know, let's say this big crit album and we make like a playlist, you know, of like some of his best tracks leading up to that. We just thought it was I'm very nat- Yeah. We thought it was just a really natural extension for this. And yeah, listen to them. They're gonna be in the description of every episode, right by our personal contact and our email. The email for the show. Do not reach out to me personally. That would scare me. Well, shout out to my brother. He actually sent us an email already. He was one of the first people he recommended doing the deep oh, sh- oh, shout out to Isaac. Yeah, so wow, the, the target demographic of this show. <laughs> one of our biggest supporters. Wow. Love that for us. But, uh, but yeah, so yeah, that's, that that's, our big, that's our big podcast announcement. Hold for applause, Eddie. I think the playlists are amazing. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's gonna be great. I think it's gonna be just a natural extension. And, I'm actually excited for that. Yeah. And feel free, you know, send us your thoughts on it. Tell us that we suck. That's fine. Just remember Purvis makes the playlist. I so <laughs> so. <laughs> uh so back up to the uh to probably the biggest news that came out this week. A lot of stuff happened this week. 
But in terms of like announcements and like news, I think the biggest thing was XXX Sensations. Do you call the album question mark? Okay, so the album question mark <laughs> stylized as just the question mark overcame Drake's Scorpion for the most streamed hip hop album. And the my first reaction to this was and this is as a huge Scorpion defender. Registered, you know, card carrying lover of the album Scorpion. I had no idea that was the most streamed album of hip hop album ever, and it kind of feels bad that it is. Yeah, when I found this out, I texted you, and my initial reaction was, How is this first place? How is Scorpion the most hip hop streamed album? I, I don't understand. The most streamed song on that album. Is that the one with God's right Plan? Now. Probably, God's Plan probably, has over a billion. Yeah, it's probably God's song. Plan. Yeah, I'll do it. God plan. Yeah, it's gotta be God's plan. God damn it. It's also got Nice for What, which is almost at a billion. It has In My Feelings, which is over a billion. Wow. Nice for What's a really good track, though. All because of four tracks, though? Eh. Nonstop is at over 800 million. Oh, Nonstop. Nonstop's a great song. Matter to Me with Michael Jackson at half a billion. So it's all just streaming numbers. That is like most most successful rappers and artists would love to have that many streams on an album. But can we point out this album is an hour and a half long? It's twenty five. He's look, yeah. It, There's no reason for this to exist. One hundred percent. He's gaming. He he's gaming the uh, the streaming service economy. This could be a great topic about how rap like music in general is changing to accommodate streaming but like mm-hmm. i think the influx of these absolutely massively long albums is part of it you know just get as many out there to just i'm not a fan yeah i just yeah i'm not a fan i don't get the purpose of that you know i i love i love a do- double album when it's done right and like the best example is that big crit album forever is a mighty long time it's two albums the first track of the first album is called Big Crit, and it's all very rap. And the second one is Justin Scott, his real name, and it's all very, like, gospel. And it's about the two sides of, like, Southern music. Like, it uses the format for a reason. Scorpion doesn't do that. As much as I like the album, it just doesn't. I think it's, like... Make... Sorry, go ahead. There's, like, there are artists out there, like... I don't know if you guys like know that he's still putting out like music and albums, but like Chris Brown, you, you this would probably be a good time to bring Drew into this. But like he had that one album with no guidance. You guys know that album is a 40, 40 something track album, and it only got has what? like two good songs. Why? There's no shot. There's no, no, no. no shot. Look it up. Look it up. I'm yeah. I'm trying to give me that's bonkers. No, that that whole album is like forty something tracks. Yeah. And the only two songs that I know is No Guidance and the other, I, I think, maybe a Lil Dicky song. What in? Hold on, bro. It's all the game, like the, the Spotify playlist algorithms, you know? I don't know. This that, is no. ridiculous. This is 42 songs. It's two hours and 39 minutes long. Okay, but they, to be fair, that's I'm how all of his albums The album before that, it had 47 songs, 40, 45 songs. And I don't know, I, I didn't know that he's still putting out music like this unless he has big features like Drake. And you have artists like Drake 
that puts out like 20 plus track albums and he's still hitting maybe half the tracks on that album. Eddie, you you just you just really did something. You made my new most hated artist, I think. It's not This has 57 not, songs. This isn't even this is even hatred for me. This is just disappointing. This is no, I'm actually I am, I, I, I am, love Chris Brown. I am at his Christmas album which has 57 songs. It's three hours and fifteen minutes. I'm actually angry. That is that is longer than a Lord of the Rings movie. I can't even name fifty one Christmas like classic songs. I don't. Yeah. No, you, no, no. You can press play and go on a road trip, and it won't repeat a song. I want to know. This if, is ridiculous. I want to know if Andrew Stewart actually listens to all of these songs because he's like Chris Brown's number one fan. Abs- absolutely not. I don't think. I don't know, dude. I don't know. He he surprised <laughs> you, man. We we gotta first off, like we gotta we gotta get better as a podcast before we can handle <laughs> Andrew Stewart. Like, oh and also, god, like, bro. do you want to be the person who explains Discord to him? Oh like, my god, bro! Oh, he's a buddy god, of mine. We're talking wild. about like of ours. He's a friend. Like, this is wild. I'm sorry. Am I out of line here? No, no, no. I- I'm more reacting just to the albums, if anything. Yeah. Drew knows I love him. That's one of the homies. Drew knows I love him. He's he out of everyone being like a Chris Brown fan, he's the only one I could think of. Yeah, no, he's a huge Chris Brown fan. He's also a huge Little Wayne fan. Yeah, Little Wayne. The, he is. <laughs> the, what, what what does he call him? The underrated rapper. He said Little Wayne is low key um, underrated. That that was fun. Yeah. We should have an episode where we take all of Drew's worst takes and just explain why they're awful to his face and then post it on the internet. Why cereal is wet and dry. But my point, my point with that was that it's good to know that like there are some albums that... No, it's not good to know. I take that back. There are just some albums that I know artists write like 30 tracks and only like 10 make the cut, you know? Yeah, I think but that's then, the natural album-making process. I feel like that's how it was. Now it's just kind of like... that's how it should be? That's how it should be. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely artists who still do that. I mean, not recently, <laughs> but Kanye did. I mean, Kanye released song, like, al- like albums with seven tracks on it. Yeah. But, yeah, no, you're t- totally right. Like, I think that's, like, the default, like, you make... 30 tracks, and then you assemble an album from the best ones. I feel like I've discussed this with one of you before, but like, an ideal album, like, traditionally is 13 songs. So I feel like anytime I see albums above 15, I start getting irritated. How, how many songs was um, After Hours? Oh, that's a good question. I think like 15 or 16. Well, the deluxe is 17, so let me find the original. 14. Perfect album. Yeah. Perfect. You know what's what's crazy about that is like an artist I think and I know you two aren't the biggest fans, but we'll just breeze past this. I think Run the Jewels like always releases like the perfect length albums, right? And I just looked at their third album, which is considered to be like like very long and like sprawling. And it's only fourteen tracks. See, like I don't know if you guys are like I'm probably like one of the only people that actually watch like a those YouTube documentaries about Coldplay, but they had this like rule that like they had like they couldn't have any features, and then they would only have a certain I think under fourteen tracks of an album, 
Otherwise, they're not gonna put out that album. Like, it had to be under fourteen tracks, and that kind of like made me respect them because like they're like they're only putting out songs that are that are good. They don't just put out anything. But then they started doing features, and now they're having albums more than fifteen, and that's why I don't really listen to them that much. The album is such like an interesting platform, right? Because think about like think about like a movie, right? A movie can be ninety minutes. Or it could be three hours, but it can't be any shorter, it can't be any longer. An album can be, you know, Kidsy Ghost, which is seven tracks. Or it could be this Chris Brown monstrosity, which is like 39,000 songs. If you're going to make it a long album, do what The weekend is. Make a trilogy and put it out in parts, like trilogies and movies. How they can't just put all one story in two hours, they just make three movies out of it. Yeah, although it's important to note that The weekend made those separately. Yeah, no, that's, just, what, I, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, if you're going to make like a lot of music that has like uh, an overarching theme to it, yeah, I think the, the trilogy, you know, uh, template trilogy is like a style, really good yeah. one. Yeah, it's like a really... I, I would like to see more artists do like trilogies and like be like oh here's like three albums that all follow like a theme or a motif did he even try to do that or did he just like make three small albums he's like okay i'm gonna call it a trilogy those were his three mixtapes and when they were released as trilogy on streaming services in the run-up to kiss land you gotta remember this is a very different weekend that we're discussing yeah very different yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah. Ten oh. years ago, weekend. Oh my god! Thanks. Sorry, don't, sorry to say it. Don't don't remind me, man. I remember being eighteen and listening to we House of Blues. Damn! Damn! Yeah. God damn! All right, this so <laughs> let's 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 move on before I start crying. Thanks, Eddie. Uh, the biggest so, news. Biggest news. Uh, down to two. Dante 2 is happening. Folks, we tried not to talk about Kanye. We tried. But how do the you not? Right now. Yeah. But I, I think, and we're going to do a quick rundown of all the Dante 2 stuff right, right now. But I do think we have like an interesting angle we want to approach it. And we kind of want to focus on the STEM player. And mm-hmm. the device itself and the software. And Kanye's decision to put Dante 2 exclusively on that. Right, I think the reason why we had Eddie on is because, like me and Purvis, Eddie has worked in technology, in a way, would you say? Yeah. And also, uh, I peer pressured both of them into getting a STEM player. So we've all had one. Some bull. Yeah, we've all had, and we've had them for about a month or two. No regrets. Yeah, I have zero regrets buying the STEM player. If you're, if you die, mad haters. <laughs> so, but I'm, first, I'm literally biting my tongue. Yeah. yeah, but first, let's talk about just Donda Two, and where do we want to start? Do we want to start with the? With... Who watched it? Okay, did, did either one of you watch it live? No, I did I did watch it live? I'll admit, I watched <laughs> starting at seven thirty. I was driving home, and I was watching it, and. I'm glad I put my phone down for about an hour and a half, because by the time <laughs> I came back, it still wasn't on. But I, when it finally started streaming, 
I listened to like the first two tracks. It just wasn't the same kind of vibe as Don to One. So then I just turned it off. You made the right decision. Yeah. Yeah, I hear consider yourself lucky. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I was watching Peacemaker. I was already at the crib. My brother let me know that it was streaming on YouTube, so I took time out of all my free time. I decided to sit down and watch this. And uh yeah, I'm not even gonna hold you to it. So I was texting my boy Patrick the whole time. This was terrible. I'm sorry. It was not good. The production was horrible. The production was terrible. I think multiple people get fired and are at risk for their life. Because yeah. the songs alone, I'll start off with the quality of the songs. There are two or three decent songs. There's one that I actually really like. I'm not even going to lie. There's one that I actually really do like. Um, but besides that, that, the songs didn't really have meaning to me. I thought personally myself going into this, considering everything that he's been talking about on the internet and radical he's been i'm more focused on the lyrics the production is nice but like it's kanye the production is going to be nice so i actually wanted to hear what he had to say and he didn't have much to say to be honest i feel like the lyrics didn't really portray much of what he's going through right now there's no deeper meaning so like in hip-hop you don't have to it's like it's not it's a poem you don't have to rhyme but it's got to be some kind of substance to it and it was anything that he was discussing was very straightforward. And some things that came to mind, like obviously he has he has beef with Louis Vuitton. He made a whole song where the chorus just repeats, "I don't shop at Louis Vuitton." I heard that chorus. <laughs> I was like, bro, <laughs> like just just say that line once and just think right. of something else. You know, it it doesn't sound good, and I feel like he's he's giving he's risking quality to be more petty which is just dumb. And that's just one example, but like, there's multiple examples of that that I saw throughout watching it. And then you get further along and like the excitement of like, oh, Don is too out. And then he starts playing Don to One songs. I actually got a little irritated. And on top of playing Don to One songs, <laughs> whoever was running the sound engineer or playback engineer probably died that night because none of the actual music was syncing with the rappers. There's, there's like a video of somebody was laughing that 5 year foreign was literally fighting himself and losing. Jesus. Yeah. My God, how the mighty have fallen. Because the, yeah. the listening party in Chicago was incredibly well done. Yep. Yeah. I feel like, understanding it's him. He's an influencer. He's got a big head. He's got an ego. I feel like it is now starting to be his downfall because he's trying to make this big presentation. And like, if you're going to do all this, you're going to have a burning house in the middle of a lake that you're walking around in. It, you can't mess up these simple little details. Do, do his You got to do the music camera. first, right? <laughs> like, 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 you got to... You're telling people to buy this little handheld stem player for $230... And the nigga doesn't drop the freaking album on the stem player. That's disrespectful to me. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch it. I was doing other things. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what I've heard from the vast majority of people who did watch it. It was not well done. It was a chaotic mess. And the music was, you know, that was a little bit more subjective and up in the air. 
Eddie, did you get a chance to listen to the four songs he did release? I did. Right. Two of two of those songs I actually enjoyed. Uh one of them I believe it was the one with the feature with uh Baby Baby Keem and uh, Migos. That oh. was actually good. Okay. But like I was still that was a banger. That was a banger, but it's just it's not the same feel as Donda One. Just because like the first Donda before we before he even came out and did all of that, like there's a lot of stuff going on with him with like his quote presidency run. Yeah. Um his whole divorce, everything going on with Drake. And we haven't heard from him in a good two like, we haven't good heard good music from him in like two years. So yeah. just get Kanye with Donda One. Everyone was hyped. Everyone loved it. Come around, not even a year, not even half a year later, maybe. He comes out with Donda 2. I don't know. I just felt like it was too soon for new music. It was. You yeah. You can't do that. It was just, there was no way. My only thought was that, remember we talked about the album process, like making 30 songs so you have a really solid 12 to put on the album? Really reaching into a different genre here, but like one of my favorite bands of all time is uh, System of a Down. They're a metal band, right? And they have their their masterpiece is called Toxicity, and it has like twelve songs, right? But eventually they realized that all the songs that didn't make it onto Toxicity were still good enough to like meet their quality as a band. So they released it as a second album, as a, as their third album. Right, called Steal This Album. That album is made up consi- like it's like 15 tracks long. It's a legitimately great album, and it's made up exclusively of songs that were cut from their previous one. So I thought maybe this was going to be similar to that. You know, maybe Kanye had like so much stuff left over that combined with a little bit of new stuff. You know, like new stuff, it would just be like a cohesive project. Right. I actually don't doubt that at all because he even cut Soldier Boy from Donda One, and now Soldier Boy is on Donda Two. So you make a valid point. Yeah, and like to me, that was the best case scenario. the The other scenario is that Kanye is uh, having a manic episode, and he thinks he can make an album in six months, and well, that's and that seems a little bit more likely now, doesn't it? Like. I think it's just him trying yeah. to seek, he, seek his Kim's attention, really. Yeah. I agree with that. Because I feel like if you look at the timeline, he was partying with Future at New Year's Eve, or New Year's Eve, and that's when he was kind of working with Future, saying, oh, Future's going to produce the whole album. If they had just decided Future's going to produce the whole album, this was made in less than two months, if you think about it. Yeah. So, I actually hard disagree with that. I don't think this album was made exclusively to bother Kim. Or even chiefly. Because uh, he has Instagram for that. And he, Kanye has never been afraid to like use social media as like a bullhorn to get his point across. And we saw it just last week. Like, so, I have a hard time believing that he would go through the process of making albums. Which, for... For anything you can say about Kanye, like looking back at literally everything from Don to One all the way back to the college dropout, right? He does care about the album making process. I guess. 
my my other thing is like you know how everyone like rates his albums from best to worst i don't know if i could even consider this to be like an album i wouldn't i I wouldn't either like (laughs) i I, to be fair we haven't heard it yet so like yeah no this is not i don't know if i can consider it this does not constitute an album release i i agree with you i agree with you on that one 100 percent. i did like some of the songs though i'm not gonna lie but to me i feel like a lot of them even the ones i liked felt very unfinished not bad just unfinished yep uh, the only one finished song was the one that Eddie mentioned with Migos. I feel like that song, that song was complete. Like, I, 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 I would I, have no problem him releasing that right now. See, like, I did not, I didn't really like that song. Really? Yeah, like, I didn't hate it. Like, it's good. Like, but I thought, like, that one and Security were the ones that were, like, the most unfinished. Because, I don't know, I felt like that one, like, it could be like an all-time banger, but it just feels a little flat. It feels like it just needs a few more drafts. That's all, like, not a bad song, just an unfinished one. The one with Don Tolliver? That was Broken Road or something. Broken and Road. Yeah, yeah. That one is my favorite one of the four. That one is actually on the, that one's on the STEM Player website. Yeah. Yes. So I listened to the four from the STEM Player website. That's all oh, I listened okay. to. And there's... Now, it's interesting that you say that because I am the exact opposite. I feel like the song with Don Tolliver has a lot of promise because I feel like it's one of the one songs that like it wasn't just it wasn't just blatantly in your face. A lot of the lyrics are blatantly in your face. So like so for me, the song though. Amigos, it's not deep. Like it's it's a flex song. It's the easiest rap song to make is a flex song. That's what the genre is about. It's like flexing. Yeah. Talking about what you have, it's easy to put that out. That's fair. So it I doesn't just... need a lot of work on it, but I feel like the one with Don Tolliver, it sounds good and the it has substance, but you could really make like a moon type quality track out of that. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I just felt like maybe I was just like really, really impressed with Don Tolliver's hook on that. Yeah, that it's just really that is true. He is it true. is really, oh, really good. You don't miss. He, he don't miss. He, he's a talent. I'm, I'm a fan of Don Tolliver. And the other one I liked was Pablo. Yeah. Uh, no one else liked Pablo? I liked Pablo. Okay. Yeah, like, that the one... Travis was almost... I, mean, I didn't hear him at all. Is he? Apparently, he's supposed to be. That's yeah, what I, I saw everywhere was trending. I didn't hear him. Maybe one of my stems was off, but no, I didn't hear him. Like, <laughs> Wait, who? Which artist? Travis was Travis supposed, to be, supposed to be on Pablo. Uh, I heard that. I heard like uh, I saw a TikTok of like someone saying like, "Oh, Travis is on the album," and it was showing like the clip of it. It didn't sound like Travis though, so I think he is. Uh, <laughs> so I guess we just gotta wait until this guy wants to drop the album so we can hear it. Yeah, and then everyone the... getting mad that sorry, but like everyone getting mad that he hasn't dropped the album yet. Like, can you really be surprised? Nope. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's not surprise. It's the least surprising thing that has ever happened. That's it, which is still but an excuse. It's very disappointing. That's that's fair. I totally agree with that. And yeah, it's too big. And oh, this is going to be a great pivot. This is going to be a great pivot to the deep dive. Uh, I feel like th- more than Don to one, this was a very high stakes 
release for him because he was pinning it all in the stem player. So when Donda 1 didn't drop, it was just like, oh, we just don't have an album, right? But now he was positioning, you know, Donda 2 as like this moment where the stem player would not just be like a cool little toy, but like a platform. And now because he didn't release it, there are some questions about whether or not that's true. Right. I feel like his accountability has gone down significantly. We didn't have that much to begin with or nothing. Yeah, but no, I, definitely. Like I said earlier, I feel like it's extremely disrespectful to tell people to spend over $200 to listen to your album and then not drop an album. Yeah. On top of that, and we talked about this earlier, for people who don't know, if you don't have a stem player, your storage is very small. Yeah. You can store 20, maybe 30 songs on it. Yeah. Um, so why don't... Why I don't... honestly don't think he released the entire album because you can't even download it all at once on the stem player. Why don't we start at the top then? Why don't we talk about the stem player and then we can circle back around to like the down to two stuff. What, what are we talking about with the stem player? Isolations, really? Like what, what? Like what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, I'm just trying to explain. So, it what is the simpler? Yeah, like so, it's, a, uh, okay. it's a little handheld device that Kanye released with Kano Electronics. It's two hundred dollars, and it comes preloaded with Donda, and it has four little things, and it lets you manipulate the music. It's a it's like an iPod that lets you edit music, right? Would that be fair? Like a fair description? Yeah. That, that's a perfect way to put it. And the important part of saying those four little things, it separates the music between vocals, bass, drums, and then I say other. Yeah. <laughs> they, like they the melody. Other, melody. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would right. say melody. melody. So don't get me wrong. It is a very dope concept. When I, I get it because I saw YouTube had it and I got to mess with it a little bit. And it's pretty cool. You can download YouTube videos. You can download albums and it cuts it down so for example i just spent one night listening to blind by frank ocean just the vocals that sounds insane to some people but to me it was super dope yeah no being able to like pick apart albums and like listen to things specifically like i've downloaded a majority of tracks from kid cuddy's the first album man on the moon and what i did is i just listened to the vocals and the drums and it was just like this incredible experience yeah, it's a really dope concept. Don't get me wrong, Eddie. What do you think um, of the device? I really like it. So, like, like every you're the person here with the most experience, like with music production, because I can't do music. I've tried a million times. I want to do music so bad, but like my brain just doesn't work that way. It's very mathematical when you break it down. Uh, it all started. It all started from that one. Like, there's this one guy on soundcloud who just kept doing transitions from like song to song and just made it sound so smooth that hooked me and so Ooh, i'm gonna I link kept, that i kept I exactly yeah, you what link that. i'm gonna put that I, in the description i, I have no kept, idea what you're talking about so put that in the description i'm gonna show you i'm gonna show you so since then i've been like i've been trying to find some for myself and just making my own playlist to do it and i felt like the stem player would have been perfect for me to like put it would just be a way smoother way better transition with isolating the fucking like the background noise and just get vocals on different songs and just mix matching that i felt like the, the stem player would have been perfect for that at 
first, when I like started uploading music onto it, it wasn't as smooth as I thought it was going to be until you guys showed me that Google Drive. But then it kind of made me think like, am I only limited to these songs on this Google Drive? Because like there are so many songs you'd want to experiment with that. So, but, yeah, no, I don't think you're limited to that. Because all those songs on the Google Drive, and it's the Google Drive that's at the top of the Reddit for Yeezy Stem Player, they're just so- songs that have been broken down in the fours because, uh, through AI. Because the only album that was dropped natively was the first Donda. I do think there is an element of some songs just don't break down neatly into four stems. That's what uh, I was thinking. Yeah, so, like, I remember hearing on the Reddit, and, like, once again, I'm not a music production person, but I remember hearing a lot of people say that, like, Travis Scott songs, like, don't really work well on the stem player because he has so much going on that, like, it's really hard to break it down to four stems and have that feel organic and have it kind of feel like you're actually doing what you're supposed to be doing on it. Yeah. yeah. Which... Also, really important to note, not an indication of quality one way or another. Blondes, which is probably the best album released in my adult life, breaks down very neatly in the four stems. There are a lot of songs on there. Like, I was listening to Coldplay. When I saw After Hours on there... Oh my god, I haven't found... I didn't find it on that Google Doc. I had to go back and do After Hours. It's on there, and I couldn't calm down for a couple couple (laughs) days. Eddie, we're gonna have it, I, we're gonna have you back for an after hours deep dive because that is I, one of my favorite oh albums. That's one of my favorite <laughs> albums of all time. I think I was like for my top one hundred that Spotify gives me. If it wasn't for Old Boy being my top three, I feel like half of his album would have been on my top ten. You know, like, I hear, almost all of them. You know, it's crazy. The song After Hours was my number one listened to song. In 2020 and 21. Damn. I think Escape from L.A. was mine. Yeah. God, such a good, such a good album. Uh, I, I, I could talk all day about that, but just yeah. like, just getting like separation on those, that got me excited. And yeah. I think a lot of slow songs, but like there was a lot of songs on there that I was like, I wonder why people requested that. But it's like also people's preferences. But my main purpose was for those transitions and even like i sent you guys the clip of the um, praise god yeah and i just there are like songs that i like i wish this beat or like this bass wasn't hitting i think this song would sound like smoother if it didn't and that's why like i just kind of fuck around with songs like that but now that i realize like i don't really like this google drives out i don't really need that stem player to do any of that so, like, I haven't been using it to do all of that stuff, but it's still cool to, like, carry around and just kind of listen to it whenever you want. It's a really interesting device. Like, something I find myself doing a lot is I have ADHD, so I find myself fiddling with stuff a lot. And, like, if I'm, like, waiting for a call, if I have, like, 10, 15 minutes to kill in between meetings, I play with the stem player. It's just, like, a little thing to do with my hands, right? That just kind of helps keep my thoughts, like, you know, keep churning in the background while I just kind of, like, fiddle with it. And, yeah, I think, like, that has been its most interesting utilization for me. 
I I don't know how you could use one of these things to make like music professionally, like or like at a high level. I I don't. This is definitely just like a for like a toy passing time. Yeah, exactly. but it, it's a it's a first model of its generation. I feel like it could be perfected and improved. Yeah, it could definitely like, be the improved. first one. It's it's pretty good. Like besides the storage being super small. It being the first of its kind, you can edit music. You can't really make music, but in terms of editing, you can do loops. You can put it in reverse. You can speed it up, slow it down, things like that. It, yeah. It's pretty cool in that nature, which is one thing that caught my attention. I was hanging out with one of my friends, and we put on Missy Elliott. Oh, what's the song? It, there's a song where there's like, yeah, work it. There's literally a reverse part. And like you hear it, you go up with the song, but you never hear it in reverse unless like you look on YouTube. But like I downloaded it, and you can download the YouTube video, which is cool. Um, and it breaks it down for you. And I put it in reverse, and it like it sounds perfectly. So like when I played it in reverse, like me and my friend were literally sitting there, like freaking out, like this is so dope. So like it has cool little features to it. One thing, but it can I be did, improved. One thing that I did tweak on that, and they're they're updating it like they're little by little. They're updating it. The only thing that they can't update on it is the storage. But what I did notice that you can do on it is like you know how you could like adjust the speed from like times two and then times four and then it, you can kind of slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Now you can adjust like those four like whether you want to times it by two or times it by like one point five. You could adjust like the speed on it now. I had no the, idea you could do that. Side. No, yeah, now I you can. That. Now you can. Wow. Like okay, let, let, let's be real. When was the last time you actually used this thing? This morning. Let's be real with the audience. Like, the audience, who's listening, when was the last time you actually took the stem player and actually listened to it Ooh, for last, an extended period of time? For an extended period of time? Probably, like, yes. never. Because, like, yeah, never. Cause, like, like, I, just use it, I just use it for, so, like, like, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, to me, that's, like... It's almost like asking, it's like, yeah, when was the last time you used your treadmill for seven hours a day? It's like, that's not how it works. Like, that's not how a treadmill works, you know? That's right. kind so, of reductive to me. For spending $200 right. and I wanted on to this, present that. Yeah, for spending $200 on this, I don't use it as much as I should. I, I don't use it as much as I would want to, you know? Yeah. And the it, thing is it, that... For us, I feel like we like technology and music, so it has more... Or meaning than like an actual purpose. Yeah, no, the uh, two hundred dollars is probably like two hundred fifty dollars is probably the max I'll pay on like a really cool piece of music technology. You know, it's what right I, at the cap. Yeah, <laughs> it's right there, right? So, do we think that there's going to be like a second stem player? Like yeah, they should be. They said that they would be, and like, what do you think is probably going to be the most? What do you think is going to be the thing they change the most? And storage. It's got to be storage, right? Like storage. we all said it at once. Yeah, it's got to be storage. How is this thing not thirty-two gigabytes? Especially because like the the stem software is relatively heavy duty. It's like four and a half gigabytes, right? Which, to be fair, I think the it does a really really good job cut, splitting things up. Cool, four and a half. Well done. Honestly, the next thing I could see is the next one being digital because. You can really just keep clicking the side button to switch to like the middle of the album. I are you saying like maybe a screen? Yeah, like a little screen on the side. I don't okay. know if it has to be touchscreen or anything, but like, you know how like the 
So you can kind of get I, like I, album information. Yeah. Without having cool. to plug it in. I, I would like, do you know on the back when it says Yeezy Tech slash Kano? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like some Android phones, they have like a small screen on the, the camera. So like if you're looking at the camera, you can kind of see like what it looks like. I would love like a small screen that just said like, even maybe something like an e-reader screen, like nothing fancy that just said like, yeah, you're listening to jail. You know, you're listening to this thing because it is like a weird, it's almost like finding like a talisman or like a piece of magic because there's no real instructions. You just have to figure it out. There's a video, that's all. <laughs> yeah, there are like a I video. Feel like, yeah, I was going to say, especially building off of that like idea, I think a screen would be good, but for me personally, there's two things that could perfect this device. And like, this is just me personally. One, obviously the storage, as we already, like all three of us said, the main thing is the storage. If you can download like 100 songs on here, perfect. Second, I need this to be Wi-Fi enabled. I need this to connect to my Spotify where I can just download something. Because for those who are not tech savvy or have patience, this is not a user-friendly device. As you just said, there's no instructions. You need to know how to work a computer and like actually download stuff. It takes time. I downloaded three albums on this thing. That's it. And this was a, a multiple hour process. So I totally agree that the software needs a complete revamp. But I think the, the idea that it's going to connect to, and I'm sure you just said Spotify because you use Spotify, but the idea that it's going to connect to any existing streaming service is a pipe dream. Right? Like, oh, yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. It what, defeats the whole purpose what of what it's going. I think it's going to be more like is I do think they're going to revamp the streaming service or the service behind it. I think it's going to be more like iTunes. I can see that. And like an it's interest- just not sound appeasing. But then it's iTunes. Like, what do you mean by that? Okay, like it's I a it being like like it's think not it would be tied to like title. No, I maybe maybe yeah because Kanye has said nice things about title and like he's very much it at. Is at war with Apple Music and Spotify. Out of everyone, I could see it running with Tidal. I could see that being a thing. Yeah, yeah, I could see Tidal. But I think what they'll want to do, because especially, to me, I thought this was just like a pipe dream, but especially after seeing like what Kanye said he wants STEM player to be, which is like a platform, I think something where like it's a storefront where like you either upload music you already have, like files, uh, maybe purchase albums that have like the native four track thing, but but here's the thing, man. And I would argue against the whole idea that like, oh, it's it's user unfriendly because it is. It totally is. But the thing is, it's like a graphics card, right? Someone isn't just going to haphazardly buy a graphics card. You know what I mean? Those things, you 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 have to be in the know to even know what it is that you're going to buy. So I feel like. Sure. Does the average person who listens to music understand a stem player? Probably not. Does the average person who knows what a stem player is handle it? Probably. Well, you know, it sucks is that like ten thousand people are gonna have to figure that out because they just spent two hundred bucks on this thing, all because of his Tons album. Yeah, and that that, didn't that drop. is that is the that is the biggest failure of stem, even more than the storage, is the the this flagship piece of content for the platform just is MIA and we've it sounds like a conspiracy theory Purvis brought it up earlier 
But I think it's 100% has to do with the tech limitations around STEM player. My other thing is, like, we all, all three of us, we bought this before he even announced that. Yeah, it's that's why I personally don't feel gypped. And I don't feel... Oh, yeah, I, I don't I, regret it at all. Yeah, but at the same time, it is very sus. Very like, sus. And just absolutely unacceptable to, like, get people to buy a proprietary piece of hardware and then not release Donda 2. Right. The other thing is, like, I, I'm a, I'm really big Kanye fan. I let's say I wasn't into like this music, like remixing production, whatever the fuck. If I, even even me being like a big Kanye fan, and he announced that you had to buy this two hundred dollar thing, otherwise you can't listen to the album. I don't know if I would buy it. Well, that makes, it I makes you wonder. Like, I wonder how many. Uh... I wonder how many, the strategy was probably not, oh, you know, people are going to, we're going to say, oh, it's only going to be on STEM player. And then people are just going to buy the STEM player. I think they were like, there are probably two to three million people who are, who would get the STEM player, but they're like on the border and then saying Don the two is going to be on it is going to be the thing that tips them over. I just don't know any other artist that can do this. No. But, uh, I don't know. I, no, I don't. I, but, I can't even say two or three million people. I, I don't know the sales, obviously. And I could probably research two point, it. He, he, I, I don't he said like 2.something million. 2.8 million. Since 2. the million. release or in total? No, when he announced, past, released when he anno- no. when he announced in, Donda 2. In the past no, shot. Hours, two days ago, he posted that. He said in the past 48 hours, $2.8 million. Oh, shot. They don't even have the production for that, bro. It's based fair, here in Chicago. No, to be fair, he did post like the statistic on that. I do believe that. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, he posted like shipping stuff. That shit's very. I, I, that shit's notoriously yeah, hard to fake. I agree. It is irredeemable to like. You know, I think it sucks when people like push back games. You said 2.5 million, right? Uh, 2.8. Two point eight million. Yeah, out of a out of a warehouse in Buffalo Grove. Is that two million? Because if it's two million, each one's two thousand dollars, or each one's two hundred dollars. Yes, ten thousand. It's a lot. No, no, no. It's way more than that. You have let's say two million. Okay, I'm literally I'm taking out the calculator. Two million times two hundred thirty. Uh oh, business guy. We looking at. $460 million that this nigga is responsible for to release an album on, and he didn't release it. Hold on, hold on. Wait, hold on. What'd you say? You said $2 million Donda or no, $2 no, no, million no, 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 okay. no, $2 no, $2.8 million in revenue. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Very yeah. different thing. Yeah. I bet. I bet. Maybe Come maybe on, do some quick man. math. I was about to say, you're not going to tell me this nigga sold 2.8 million stem players. No, 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 he did not. No. Yeah. Okay, he sold 12,000 stem players. That makes way more sense. That yeah. makes more sense. But like, do you know any other artists that can do that? They'll pay $200 just to listen to an album? No. There are... I wouldn't do that. There have, there have been other artists who have done right, similar things. But to be honest, they were often much more expensive and much more exclusive. It would be like 
it's usually like in the high art like world where like people will release like album art like albums that are you know on these proprietary mp3 players or like very small batches of like vinyls and it's the only way to get it how much different is this from like when frank ocean only made like all that very yeah, small amount of blonde vi- when he only made like it was a very small number of blonde vinyls, right? It's a very, very hard vinyl to get. I almost picked one up the other day. I'm not even lying. How'd you find it? I have literally never, never seen one in a store. So my friend's a reseller, and he gets notifications when things drop, and it was the official like LP vinyl part. Whatever company makes it, I didn't dive it, I, or I didn't look into it that deeply. He was going to sell it to me, I think, for like 150 And I was close. I was close. I almost grabbed it. I was like, it's a collection. Yeah. Like, it's a collectible thing. I don't want to spend that money. Totally. But they were selling it for like $50. And obviously, people are just reselling. Yeah. And, you know, it's not, it's not the first time. I think there are plenty of artists who, like, they take money for merch drops. And they don't. I think Frank Ocean did that at one point. I could be wrong. I'll censor this. But, like, there are some artists who, like, do this. And at, at least at the end of the day, at least you have a very fancy MP3 player. Yeah, this is true. You know, like, it's not like people, re- like, taking money for a vinyl release and then just straight up not dropping the album. You I know? just feel like this is, like, people's maybe thought of, like, oh, this is, like, a part of history. Because, like, really no one's done this before. And the people, like, will pay $200 to be, like, you know, like, I'm part of history. Yeah, like just I to be part of a moment. Yeah. yeah. It's the first of its kind, no question. There, yeah. There's nothing even similar to a STEM player. Yeah, there. to be fair, like, like he's done a lot of stuff in the past year. Like, who do you know that can make, who can sell out four, you know, four or three, like, stadium arenas just for a listening party? He doesn't even perform. Yeah, no, that's a really good fucking point. It's too big, man. Yeah. It's probably like the big names of the past. You know, Prince in the 80s probably could have done that. But yeah, no, you, you make a really good point. I just... So, do you think this... Wait, 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 wait. Actually, before we move on, I don't know if that's a good point. Okay. If Kendrick does this, I would 100% sell out. If J. Cole does this, I've already bought tickets within the past year. I would sell out. But would you buy would you buy like uh like a STEM competitor from Kendrick? If there was nothing like this out before, like a STEM player and Kendrick came up with a STEM player from the Kanye, this would be a thousand times better in my opinion, because I trust someone like him. Well like I would still buy. You would you would buy Okay, no no no, not even that. You you think that they could just sell out a whole Soldier Field arena, just them standing in the middle and just playing an album? Yes. Yes, it's Kendrick. You I tell did. me you wouldn't buy tickets. Honestly, honestly, I said it out loud. I take it. I was about to say, yeah. you're not going to sit here and tell me neither one of y'all are going to buy tickets for Kendrick, J. Cole, The Weeknd, Drake. Well, maybe not, not Drake. But like, that's he would sell out. He would, no, he would sell three, out. All three of us would sell out in an instant. No, yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm oh, no yeah. hesitation. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, not going to sit here and tell me Kanye's different. Okay. I just yeah. I just don't know if first off, would any of those artists 
do that. And the other part, the part that I think is truly like no one else would do this is the production behind it. That Donda show was like one of the craziest productions I have ever seen in my life. The way he had like all this shit, like the trucks and the people and the jogging, everything. Do I think if Kendrick did a listening party at Soldier Field, would he sell out? Absolutely. Would he put on as big of a show? I don't think so. And I think you know that. Yeah. You, you make Kendrick, a good point. For Kendrick, Sorry, yeah. I do think. For J. Cole, I think he would just. I think J. Cole would keep it simple. I oh, yeah. That's like, just a step. I that, feel like The Weeknd would put on a performance. Not a performance, but like at least an experiment. Uh, experiment. Well, he did a listening party for Don FM. Oh, that's so Boom. different, though. Boom. That was, sorry, that's so different. Because that, that, See? that it was it was a club, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't a whole arena. Very yeah, you're right. It is very different. But he did do like a kind of experience. I'm I'm agreeing yeah. with you. Oh, oh yeah. And you yeah, can easily translate that, that into a stadium. No, you're right. You, you are right. I don't I don't if, think if I don't that if he did that in a big arena, I would definitely go to that. I'd pay two hundred bucks to go to that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. That's exactly what I'm saying. Now, what's crazy is you guys just named all these names, and like I'm thinking of someone who would absolutely do the the big production, the listening party, and would even I think would do the stem player because I think this person has an appreciation for technology that none of these other names do, and that's Childish Gambino. Oh, okay. Like this is exactly the kind of shit I could have seen Childish Gambino doing. Everything would have been better except the music, like. <laughs> Bro, I just got really excited. I'm not even going to Yeah. That just got me sad. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I think this is a great... Because there was this question I wanted to ask both of you. And that is... The, the thing I like about the stem player, and why I kind of like that iTunes analogy for, like, it going into the future, is... Remember, I said music that you already have. Which means, like, if you have the AI trickery, if you have, like that desire to go out and like which by the way that ai stuff that's not very hard like you can kind of figure it out there are even websites who will do it for you if you have it like you could theoretically have a stem player with any song and not spend any money you know if it's tied to title that means one way or another you have a recurring payment i think that's like where kanye wants the stem player to be so it'll simultaneously be this place where you can like store songs that have already been split and there's no requirement for you to buy anything but if you don't want to go through that process maybe you could spend like five dollars to get like the stem version of an album i'm willing to bet if his business model is accurate which it's a big fucking if if his business model is accurate where the artist is taking home such a huge percentage of money made on the platform i'm willing to bet that they're willing to go pretty cheap knowing that this is going to be secondary and like it's going to be less people purchasing but those people who are purchasing are going to be willing to spend more money you know that's a pretty common business technique you see it with you know televisions you see it with liquor and wine you know the idea that it's okay to make your stuff you know a little cheaper or a little bit more expensive knowing that the people coming will spend the money I, uh... it's, a, it's a good business model. I just mm-hmm. yeah. Now the question I have for you two is, what album do you want to have like a native stem version of? 
and how much would you be willing to pay for like a native works perfectly stem version of that album oh and i get to keep it yes you keep it it's a it's i already have an answer i already have an answer perfect send it run it that's right Oh my god! Yeah, it's not even close. It is not even close. Yeah, I I would pay if I could have Acid Rap permanently downloaded without taking up more storage on my stem player. I would pay twenty dollars. Twenty dollars? I would pay twenty dollars. See, I was about to say ten for After Hours or like Run the Jewels too. I can't. We're we're talking about a max here, huh? I, I figured you were talking about a max. Here. I mean, I, I was. was. Those are five or ten dollars. No, no, that's literally like the max. Like that. That I feel like that's how much. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not even a meal. That's a fair I point. I can't. I can't even say after hours just because it's free. Yeah. Right now, so I, I, I didn't really think of after hours. Damn, but that's tough. That's easy for them. Acid rap, $20, right? I, I thought of acid rap, but I was like, you know, like. That's, that's a good one. I really, what, I really would just like want to just listen to the, like, the vocals only. I need to hear the music with it. Bro, you know, you know what acid rap means to us. I, I know that. But it just, it's, it just sounds perfect as a whole. I feel like there's no, like, there's no need to divide it. Yeah, but I. Okay. Mm, I, I, I push back against like that kind of thinking because I feel like just because it's not like you have to choose between having a stem version and then having like the version you've heard a million times already. You just don't have access to it now, so you're not thinking about it. I, yeah. Yeah. I think well, I Brandon, have... how about you? you? You said what album? I would, the first one I thought of was After Hours, but that's because like, when I was like scourging the internet for stem tracks, I couldn't find after hours. The other one would probably be I said run the jewels too. Like if you run back like the audio, that's what I would say. Because yeah, because like I, I think that's like the best hip hop album of the last ten years and like just being able to like pull apart the production like that would have been incredible. But another album that's coming to my mind right now would probably be watching movies with the sound off. Was that Love Mr. Mac Miller. Just like the very spacey instrumental vibes, I feel like would be something that's a lot of fun to play with, a lot of fun to edit, a lot of fun. Like, could you imagine objects in the like windows, only bass and vocals? I'm vibing already, dog. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> One of my friends is probably the biggest Mac Miller fan I know. And when he hears it, I know he's going to text me. <laughs> yeah. See, mine. I think it would have to be Lady Lady by Masego. That'd be interesting. I, w- I, I do want to start playing with other genres on this. Is, is that the album that has, uh, what's it called? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. It's got a lot of, it's got I, a lot I know of what that means to you. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean, that album is one of my favorites. Wow, I'll have to listen to that. I've never even heard of it. No, you should listen to it. It's like a, his genre. He. He's a little too full of himself right now, but like the first, you know that you know that first track on uh, Certified Lover Boy. Oh yeah, yeah. So that beat is actually Masego's beat, and he has a song that's literally just that. But like, he sings on it. Hmm. But he his genre of that album he calls it trap house jazz because he plays the saxophone a lot, but he also raps on it. 
Okay, that sounds it's, like something I would like. It's really special. You would like it. Yeah, te- like text it. that to me. I'm going to listen to that at the office tomorrow. I'll text it to you. This is definitely something to smoke to, though. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie put me on. I'm not even going to lie. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. I put, uh, a, I put a rocket ball on. What up, what up? I'll have to listen to that. That sounds great. There, there's one last thing I want to bring up, and then we can kind of like round out this STEM player conversation, LOL. Did you guys listen to the, the new songs on the STEM player? Yeah. Or did yeah. you like download I it? To it? I downloaded it while I was at work. I played with it a little bit. Okay. I, um, I listened to two of them, but I only downloaded those two that I listened to. Yeah. So something I've noticed is how the quality of the songs aside, like how well they split down and how good of a demo of the STEM player the song, those four songs it dropped are, it, it's really quite impressive. Like, it kind of feels like a big upgrade from the Donda tracks that it shifts with, actually. Which is, if anything, more disappointing that the album didn't drop. We need to hear the rest of the songs. Yeah, like, I feel like they, you know, I was playing with Broken Road and Pablo quite a bit, and the Migos one, too. Like, they just all broke down and, like, were isolated so cleanly. It was really, really fun. I, I agree. So, I did notice that as well. Last thing. Uh, this is just a really high-quality music player. I don't know if you guys have tried just, like, plugging in a pair of high-quality headphones and just, like, listen. I, I had you do it, Purvis. Mm-hmm. It just... Plugged into my car. Yeah. The, the playback is really high-quality on this thing. And to be fair, I was under the influence. But when you when I listened to your headphones and I was listening to Bond, the beat switch on nights, I you can attest to this. I actually freaked out because I heard something I had never heard before. And yeah. I've listened to the album ten thousand times. Yeah. My my conspiracy theory as someone who doesn't know a single thing about audio, and if you if I'm wrong, don't tell me. I don't care. But I think because like it's broken down into fours, like most music you you know the four stems, most music you listen to is only broken down twice into stereo left and right. So I think just having like four instead of you know four broken down that way as opposed to like the entirety broken down by stereo, I think that leads to like higher fidelity. But once again, I'm not someone who knows anything about this, and I don't want to be corrected. I the same way because I haven't like. It just makes me think, like, just four things put together, it just makes that. It just makes me think, like, wow, the production of music is so simple. But I'm I'm not going to say that. I don't want anyone getting mad because I don't do that. And I know it's a lot harder than it is. Yeah. I mean, hell, if it's simple, that means you're doing it really, really fucking well. Yeah. You know, like, it's simple is the hardest thing to do. And I assume that's just as true in music as it is with anything else um also going off of that just really quickly because we're, we're pretty much wrapping up the actual topic i wanted to give eddie a platform to discuss what he's been doing because he hasn't told me everything and i get upset so now i'm putting him on the spot so eddie what have you been doing with this uh this music mixing right now i made my beta one that was I think I, I showed you that a while ago. That was literally just that SoundCloud um playlist that was tagged on here, but it was literally just transitions of song to each one and I try to make it as much R and B as I could. And there's a lot of weekend on there. But what 
someone had told me, one of my coworkers had told me it was like this out like this playlist is really nice. But I started with like a really depressing Giveon song. And they're like, you know what? Like that just really threw off like it didn't ruin it, but like it just made me sad and then it made me horny at the end. <laughs> so I was like That's Giveon. Oh. Yeah, that's Giveon. So I was like <laughs> <"Fuck."> <laughs> So I was like, you know what? Like I need to like redo that whole thing. So right now I'm I'm trying to do something with the stem player. I'm trying to see how like I can like mix and match and remix all of that, but like it's so it's actually like really it's it's harder than it is. How but many um how many uh transitions or songs have you made so far? On the beta one, uh I don't know. I because that that's like an hour and forty minutes. So that. That's a pretty long time. Yeah, it's a long time. Considering each song is like five, four minutes, quite a lot. That's really good. <laughs> like I even I have transitions that I'm like, I can't find a song to start it, and I can't find a song to like, I can't find like a third song to like start the first song, or I can't find a third song to end the last one. So it's just, it's hard. <clears throat> Music is hard, man. It's not an easy thing to do. That's why we just talk about it. Yeah. When I do you like plan on releasing this? Uh, the beta one, I had released it, but I took it down because I don't want people getting depressed and horny, you know? Why not? So, <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather be the other way around. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like algebra. It's the same no matter how you cut it. It's not algebra. <laughs> But uh, I'm going to try to get it done. Hopefully, like, I, I wanted to get it done by Valentine's Day. but That was two weeks ago. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd give it, like, another two months. It's hard. Because I, it's hard. It's what okay. Making stuff is difficult. We, we know. We're there now. We're, we're, making stuff is the hardest thing, man. Mm. All right. So, that was our first episode with a guest. Dude, as, soon as, you, as soon as you guys texted me, I was like, without hesitation, I was like, oh, done? Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it made perfect sense. We just, the second we were like, oh, we got to do an episode, like, focusing on the STEM player. It was like, we have to have Eddie on that episode. Like, there's no way we can have an episode without Eddie. And then when we saw the Don to 2 stuff. And the announcements about it, it was like, oh, so we have to do that this week. Like, right. I we had a completely different topic in mind, like, or at least I did. And then, like, everything happened. And we're like, call Eddie. We got to do this. Like, yeah, pretty I, kept, I kept flexing it at work today. I'm going to bring <laughs> it tomorrow. <laughs> One of my coworkers like, do you want to play Apex? I'm like, I can't. I got to do this podcast I gotta, later. Oh, yeah. gotta do this podcast i gotta think about things <laughs> i keep it I, I try to keep it at least because like we're calling these couple first few episodes the preseason i'm, I'm like uh keeping it low-key and like a few people know and like my partner at work does and she's like how's your podcast i'm like keep that shit down dude like i don't need them to know i have a podcast out here <laughs> They're going to find out eventually. Oh, eventually. Especially when we start, like, you know, promoting it. I, I will say, like I said, I sent it out to maybe 
six or seven people, and they did some promoting for me, which is super dope. Like, yeah. I have no complaints at all. But, oh. like, I, I don't want to give the total number, but we're actually getting some decent numbers. We're getting pretty decent numbers, yeah. Uh, oh, Eddie, the thing, uh, don't post the episode on social media, but send it to whoever you want. Okay. That, that's it yeah if you don't care send it to as many people who you want just don't post it until we'll we'll tell you like when we're like posting everything and promoting everything okay yeah that's we're gonna get to probably like episode five or six five or six we're almost there i feel like this is getting easier and easier every episode since you guys are putting yeah. on spotify they have like that little barcode <laughs> Yeah, just start, just make those into stickers and just tag them around. Campuses. Dude, absolutely. I'm gonna put them around campuses. I'm downtown on the fucking Mag Damn. Mile. I'm gonna put it everywhere. Train station. Train station. You know. Danger, danger, danger. Crack houses, uh, everywhere. <laughs> all right. <Juan>. So. <laughs> also, all right. So, we we've started, and I think it's one of my favorite parts of the show. We sign off by recommending three tracks, any albums, Yo. any genre. So, Eddie, you down to do this game with us? Ah, oh, you guys go first. Any genre? Any genre. Anything you want. Anything you want. Just three tracks and like a sentence or two about why you're listening to it. What uh, do you want to put people on? <laughs> yeah, what do you want other people to listen to? Something you've been listening to. Something so, I've been listening to. Okay, go okay. Ahead. I'll go first, and then Purvis can go, and then by the time. And then we'll do that three times. So, you know, have one by the time Purvis is done. Uh, so the first one I'm going to recommend is a hip-hop track. And it's, uh, it's by LP. It's from his first album. Uh, and it's called Deep Space 9mm. And, you know, I spent a lot of time walking around the city at night because I have to get home from the office and the sun sets real early this time of year. So I listen to a lot of, like, moody music. And I've been listening to a lot of like LP's earlier stuff. He's one half of Run the Jewels, but he had like this entire career beforehand, like really deep into like the independent scene in New York. Recently, I've kind of just noticed that like when he hit the scene, he was compared to Eminem a lot. And initially, it was very easy to dismiss him as like because they were, they were the only two white guys in rap in the late '90s. And I think looking back on their careers now, I think it's so much, so interesting that LP is clearly like surpassed Eminem, especially because he kind of handed the baton to Mac Miller. When you listen to like a lot of his early music, you can hear like a very clear influence that he had on Mac Miller's like more mature music. So, so now that I go back and I'm looking at it with that mindset, and I might bust out like my YouTube like stuff and make a video about this because it's really been what I've been thinking about lately. But you can really see how Mac Miller like took that baton and really ran with it. And this was the song that kind of like my favorite of his early work. So I've been listening to it a lot. I did not know that he had a huge influence. On yeah, that's why. Changes. Yeah, like that's why, you know, he had that very LP had this very emotional interview where he talked about how uh, Mac Miller wanted to collab on an album and like he wanted to do it. But like he was just like busy with other things. And then the tragedy of Mac Miller happened and it's like a big regret. So like, that's another reason why that stings because it would have been Mac dealing with like working with like one of his heroes. Sorry. I was not ready for that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Starting with a no, downer. No. <laughs> that, that is funny. Um, I don't know how I can, 
I don't know. I can follow that, but I'll, I'll yeah, just I was going to say, I don't, I don't even know how to follow that. Just recommend a song. I got you. I got you. Chill out. Um, are we doing two songs? Let's do two songs each. Yeah, we'll um, do two songs because we have a guest. Okay. One that I've been looking into more recently. I was actually just listening to this. A, but Pierre Bjorn, if you do not know, or Pierre Bjorn, he is one of the top producers in the game right now. Um, if you don't know him, I guarantee you, you probably do know him. He has released a lot of different music, and he is one of the most influential producers. And now he makes his own music. One of the songs that I was listening to today, it's a collab album with him and Young Nudie called Slimeer, which is like slime and I guess mirror. They have a song featuring Tony One Savage called Mister. It is an absolute banger. Um, what I would give some information for you prior to listening to it. All of Pierre Bjorn's Pierre Bjorn's albums, his personal albums that he released, are basically all called The Life of Pierre. They'll go one, two, three, four, five, he's up to five now. The unique part of his music is that you are intended to listen to it front to back, which is something that I personally love, as you guys know. Um, I hate listening to an album on shuffle. And the cool thing about it, it's basically what Eddie's doing with his music, it fully transitions from front to back. So each song is a different beat, but before the next song comes up, he'll do a mix of the music so it transitions, so you don't even know when the next starts. So you can literally just press play and it goes all the way through. So personally to me, Super dope concept, super dope artist and producer. Songs called Mister featuring Twenty One Savage and Nudie. I couldn't make it, recommend it more. My song that I would recommend is Prone by Masego. And like I was saying before, this is the same guy that he had a song named Tadao, and that's probably going to be one of my all-time favorites, just because. I didn't realize I like jazz until I started hearing. I don't even want to say this is jazz. I didn't realize I liked saxophone until I started hearing it with like a R&B, like hip hop kind of vibe. And he's definitely got some good beats on this specific album, along with just this song. I just don't listen to it as much right now, just because like this album was very like fuckboy, like single kind of like vibes just because like one of the songs is literally just old age and it's just about being with someone older because younger girls don't do it better and it's just it's just very like it's very fuckboy like songs but like prone specifically it just has a like a really simple beat it's got a nice like vibe nice chorus and it's just i feel like it's you just can't miss with the song Every time I've showed it to somebody, they're like, wow, like it sounds just like not everywhere. It's just simple. Wow. I've heard this before. I'm going to have to look into this guy. I'm questioning myself. You probably have heard it because I've played it. You definitely played it around me. (laughs) I haven't played it with you, Brandon, just because we didn't work. I haven't worked with you in a very long time. Yeah, but I've definitely played this a lot. I'll have to look into it. it. It sounds like. My thing. It sounds like something I would like. Yeah. All right, what's your second song, Brandon? Uh, my second song is, and I realize now, because like Deep Space Nine Millimeter is not like a like a sad song. It's like a like a paranoid moody song. I would compare it like to like Day and Night, 
But the second song I'm going to recommend is like a very sad song. It's called Gone Away by The Offspring. And The Offspring is a punk band. They were very popular in the early 90s, and I got put on it by like my older brother and his friends and stuff. This is one of their songs that like it was from their first album, which wasn't as popular as like their very early stuff and like the album I got onto. And I've never heard of the album. It like never heard of the song. And it just really impacted me. It's about the, the singer's girlfriend dying. So I imagine there's a lot of emotion in there that I'm pretty sure anyone could tap into. But it's just really powerful. And like it's something I've been listening to a lot. It's just for some reason, it's just resonating with me. What's it called again? It's called Gone Away. Okay. So, I'm that. Another thing that I've been listening to this week in general, I know Brandon, you will like this one, but I've been listening to a lot of Freddie Gibbs. Ooh, I do, um, I do fuck with Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs, if you're listening to this, why? <laughs> and also, no shot. Uh, come on, come, come talk to us. We like you. We think you're cool. We want to claim you in Chicago, but you're from Gary. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> but, um,. I was listening to the album Alfredo, the collab album with the Alchemist. Oh, just one of his better ones. So good. Freddie Gibbs, <laughs> the Alchemist, named after it's pasta. It was made for it me. It is so good. <laughs> <laughs> you would tell me. Um, the song featuring uh, Tyler the Creator is called "Something to Rap About." It is really, really good. Great beat. Incredible. Tyler, song. yeah, Tyler snaps on the song. He goes crazy. It is a good way to listen to old Tyler the Creator without being canceled. <laughs> and that's the best way I can explain it. Um, it's got the old vibe. It goes back with like the bastard days and the wolf days. But you don't have to feel bad as a person listening to it. So I couldn't recommend it more. This is not part of hip hop, but I have just been bef- before Kanye dropped. Donda 2, well, even when he dropped it, I'm still listening to this bullshit, but Arctic Monkeys, Baby I'm Yours, it just, I'm kind of like in like a alternative rock kind of like stage right now, Wow. and I have a, I have a playlist called Camel Crush, because when I used to listen to those alternative rock, I used to just smoke Camel Crushes, and this is literally just all alternative rock songs, and the first song that I have on there to kind of put me in a vibe, it's just Baby I'm Yours. It's super, it's just repetitive lyrics kind of, but like it's just rhyme going into rhyme going into rhyme. Love song. I just feel like this is a vibe. Yo, Eddie, you want to hear something crazy? What? My third song was an Arctic Monkey song. Oh. It was uh, Are You Mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, no, I on their tops. That's definitely on their tops. Yeah, no, it's just it's just been an earworm for me lately. But oh, that's a good song. It's a that's great on song. My playlist. Yeah, so just send me that playlist. That sounds like something I would enjoy. I, I love. I'm I'm a fan of alternative rock. Like yeah, and, I, got, and, I got Coldplay, um, The Killers, Phoenix, Saint yeah. Lucia, Muse. I do love Muse. Coldplay, I'm like kind of ambivalent on. The Killers are good though. This is like old killers. Yeah. Oh, guys, we did it. Bro. Wow. Bro, we did a podcast. Eddie, congrats. You have done podcast. Wow, congrats. Everyone, uh, please, 
Please, uh, round of applause for Eddie. This was nice. <laughs> I ran I ran through four IPAs. I didn't think I'd actually finish these. Wow. Eddie needed these. <laughs> well, hey. Eddie, we'll, we'll have to have you back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. love to be back. I'll yeah. bring Drew with me. Yeah. We can talk about Chris Brown. Uh, we're going to need some practice before you do that. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. We got to filter that out. You bring Drew, you have to explain Discord. Like, uh, all right. Do you want to tell people where to find you, or do you want us to put your socials in the, uh, or do you just not want people to know how to find you? Because that's valid. Because this... uh, honestly, <laughs> follow follow my Spotify. Really, you can put my Spotify in there. Bet we have okay. our Spotify profiles in there. We'll put his Spotify in there, so you guys can we can definitely put follow along. You know, you can listen. My uh, top playlist is top... called sit, "Smoke a Blunt and Sit on My Face." Thirteen followers. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> That is a classic playlist. I, I, I know nothing better to end an unpaid nobody's podcast than that. So, ladies right. and gentlemen, good night. <laughs>